Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 112 of Spinning Thoughts. This is Angelo coming at ya, and if you're up for the Midnight Eastern premiere on Adobe Radio, I'd like to thank you for staying up late with me. If you're jamming this any other time, too, you know what? That rocks. I appreciate it. Anybody who is spending any kind of time talking music with me, I really do appreciate it. Now, it is that time of year. Thanksgiving is right around the corner here as I'm taping this. So maybe, you know, I'm being a little gushy, a little extra thankful. But while I'm on the topic, I would like to thank everybody who's been kind of a friend of the show since uh, we started a year ago. It's been it's been crazy. It's been a lot of fun. I've met a lot of people and we're growing, you know, and that's cool. That's cool with me. The more people I can talk to and get to know and share in this musical journey, I think it's uh, better. So I appreciate everybody. And, you know, we've got these contributors now with Spinning Thoughts and they are just killing it. I couldn't be more grateful for them being uh, part of this team. So if you haven't checked out the contributors of Spinning Thoughts, you really should. TheSpinningThoughts.com, uh, just a shit ton of great content coming from them. Thank you all. Happy Thanksgiving. Hope everybody's safe over the holidays here. Tis the season. Now, episode 112, this is going to be an interesting one. It's going to make it's going to make history. It's going to make history. It is the first time in the young spinning thoughts lifespan of about a year or so. It's the first time that I will not be the one, the voice. <laughs> in the interview. So, the band that we're talking to it's not me. It's going to be Dan Bauer from right here, Spinning Thoughts, a contributor of Spinning Thoughts. Now, he's up in Canada, and this band invited him into the recording studio to kind of get some updates and talk about a new album that's brewing. And mm, man, does it smell good. It smells real good. So Dan got the invite. I didn't. That's okay. You didn't want to buy me a plane ticket up to Canada. That's all right, guys. They're friends of the show. We had them on not too long ago. So Rarity, our dudes in Rarity, invited Dan into the recording studio. So what you're going to hear for the next great like 30-some minutes is Dan talking it up with Rarity in the recording studio. Like literally they're inside of it for this interview. And uh, I'm just so stoked that we had the opportunity to get this kind of insight. Rarity is just one of those bands that like truly you should be looking up to. You should be listening to. You should be following. Uh, they're doing the right things in in a crazy time in the music community. Uh, bands like Rarity truly, truly, truly just prove. It, it proves that there's so much good out there. Uh, great music, great people, people that you can trust and that are keeping the light shining bright. So uh, big thanks to Dan for what you're about to hear and for Rarity for letting us into the studio. So without further ado, everybody, episode 112, we've got Dan in studio with Rarity. Enjoy. Yeah. 
we're here uh, in the studio uh, for Spinning Thoughts with uh, Loden and with Adam uh, from Rarity. And uh, I'm not Angelo, as I'm sure you've, you've picked up on. Uh, my name is Dan, and uh, I'm one of the contributors uh, here at uh, Spinning Thoughts. And Rarity is a band that um, everyone in the Spinning Thoughts camp is uh, really stoked on. So uh, we're really happy to have the uh, opportunity to visit the studio and uh, have an update with, um, with the guys. So um, you guys have been in the studio now for almost a month. Something like that. Close to a month now. Three and a half weeks. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. I think this is halfway through the fourth week. Okay. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can't even remember. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. I've been sleeping on too many futons. Yeah. <laughs> right. And and so um, what's what's the experience been like this time? This be your third time recording a record, right? Yeah. So um, so what's the experience been like this time? Uh, a lot speedier. A lot more of like a whirlwind, just because like we've had to. Uh, We've with the last record we we went we like packed up all of our stuff for the whole month and we went to somewhere completely different and we just set up shop for the whole month and we just like stayed in that same spot for the entire month. This one it's been uh, back and forth between like Sam's studio and like we've done guitars and like pre-production at Sam's apartment because that's like it's easier to do it there and like uh, it it's just been like kind of a whirlwind that way. Uh, and then here we're at Schoolhouse in, in Dundas, which is like completely not Toronto at all. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's been, uh, it's been kind of hectic, but it's, it's been really like streamlined and like, I'm, I'm pretty happy with what we have so far. Yeah. The process this time was a lot easier, like going into the last full <clears throat> length, it was a first experience for all of us. So it was hard to kind of like picture what we were getting ourselves into this time around we were like oh we're pros we know what we're doing like we had, we had we had all our demos ready like we went in there we banged them all out with sam right away and um the way we actually tracked this record was a little bit different than you normally would track a record so we we actually started with our pre-pro so that's all the track uh, scratch guitars and program drums and like some scratch vocals and then we um the first thing we did was vocals actually so for the for the final part of the record we started on vocals we did our guitars, we did more vocals, more guitars, and then drums, and then we're ending on vocals. So it's been a very different process, but like, I think we're, we're probably going to wrap up early, like the, at the speed we're doing it at this time. Yeah, we, I'm pretty sure we have like, at this given point in time, <laughs> like, a, I don't know, like four days. I don't... Yeah, probably like four days left. Wow. Like yeah. It's, it, the, we were just so prepared this time and we thought we were prepared last time, so right it's it, it's definitely helped a lot and like all of us spend a lot of time in studios outside of rarity stuff too so of course it, it helps being in those environments a lot yes getting an idea of how to make things happen and be productive yeah it would be a, a product of your your experience for sure mm-hmm. yeah yeah what's a typical day like in this in the studio i mean when you're on the road when you're on a tour a typical day is is pretty easy to figure out you know you get to the venue you load in maybe do an interview do a sound check go and find some food come back you know play your set whatever after the show and then on to the next 
city, right? That's Nailed it. so right. That's what that's what touring is, yeah. right? But what's the um, experience in the studio like? What's a typical day in the in the studio? Um, I think it depends. Like when we're in the apartment, we'll uh, that's one thing. But like when we're in the actual the actual in Sam's actual studio, we uh, I, it would probably start with either Corbin and I waking up first. And then getting in the car and driving over to Sam's apartment to pick him up and drive him back to the studio. The reason we do that is because he has a parking pass for a studio and we don't want to have to pay for parking every day. Mm. So it's easier to pick him up at his apartment and drive back. I know Toronto is expensive for parking. Very. Super Very expensive. ridiculously expensive. So we're just trying to save money everywhere we can. Yeah. Um, so one of us, either Corbin and I will wake up and drive Corbin's car over there. <clears throat> and then, uh, And then whoever is the one to wake up proceeds to wake everybody else up and turn on all the lights the studio usually smells really bad yeah because <laughs> um, you know four guys sleeping in it and um we turn on all uh, all the gear and start getting everything moving you know somebody will do like a coffee run and uh turn on the video game consoles because there's always somebody mm-hmm. chilling like mm-hmm. and uh and you start the day from where whatever sam wants to start on and um and then you know around like six or seven o'clock we'd wrap up and go out for some dinner and then just spend the night hanging out and goofing off sometimes every once in a while we play a game called resistance which uh-huh. is oh yeah <laughs> the scariest game if you really enjoy your friend group okay. like if you like hanging out with your friends and you you want to keep the friend group around don't play the game because it's, it's i've neat. heard about this i've yeah. heard this is becoming a thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. there's a, there's a, there's a few bands out there right now that play seaway got us into it and uh and yeah, I found the game one day in like a weird game shop down in like Nova Scotia. And I was like, this is my life now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, we play that every once in a while. Yeah, it's, nice. it gets pretty intense. You're basically lying to everybody all the time. <laughs> or if you're not if you're not lying, other people are accusing you of lying. Right. So your feelings are always getting hurt. Right. And it's like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a complicated game. But if, if you want to learn it, search it up on the internet. It's, I'd recommend it. Yeah. It's <laughs> So, so this being, uh, your third time in the studio, um, you developed a, uh, fan base, um, certainly in North America. Hopefully. And, um, and so, uh, and I've seen this so many times where, um, like I've seen it from the journalistic point of view where fans come along and 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 they they take ownership of the the band's material or what the band you know what the band has created in the sense that um you know this would be your third record and guarantee well not guaranteed but i'm thinking high probability that at some point after this record comes out there'll be at least one kid who comes along and says something like uh I liked you guys better when you were face value and like when you were playing in Loden's basement, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and their identity is like just totally wrapped up in being the person who knew about the band, like when they were just beginning, just, do you see what I mean? Yeah. Um, but from your perspective, you know, you're growing as artists. This is like third record out. You've obviously done a lot of work yeah. for this for this record like what is that experience like or how do you um how do you respond to that as as artists when that kind of thing happens 
Uh, I mean, we. Oh, uh, oh. I the way I see we, it is like growing up and going to shows since high school. Like, I always knew the kids that were like that. Like, I, yeah. There's always those super cool <laughs> hipster people who are gonna be, you know, act that way, right? And, and like, it's like. We've been a band for three, four years. Like, we've, like, I guess this would be our fourth. We recorded the first EP in November 2013. So yeah. that's kind of when we. This would be yeah. our fourth year as a band. And, like, we've already had kids that have, Are like, done that to doing us. That. <laughs> and, yeah. like, and it's just like, man, we have one EP and a full. Like, we're not even a band yet. <laughs> like, it's just like. I don't know. Yeah, kids are really. Oh, I hate to say it, but, like, with the internet age and stuff like that and 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 kids having all this content at the tip of their face it's great don't get me wrong for new bands coming out and stuff like that it's great for that but like all this content it makes kids almost fickle in a sense yeah. to where like yeah. they're like oh six months down the line what's rarity doing they must be dead now and it's just like nah man give it time dude like yeah. Back in the day, in the 80s and stuff like that, it used to be, like, five years between album releases and stuff like that. And, like, people were fine with that. That's right. And it's like, yeah. I don't know. You really have to think about how to keep people people invested in it. I think think our last record did a good job of, like... I think I think there was enough levels to it and the depth to it that people stuck around and Definitely. still like still this day we're hearing people discover it or still be uh, like super into it. Yeah. But in response to your question, I feel like growing up, like I've I I am friends with people who are like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna name names, but I'm friends sure. with people who are like that. Sure. So I understand. Like I know how to respond to that type of person. Um, so I don't know how I ever, like, I, I can't speak on behalf of everyone in my band, but if somebody were to come up to me in that situation, I'd probably just, like, thank them for, you know, enjoying any of it. Sure, of course. Like, hey, like, man, like, maybe give this a shot, because I'm really excited about it. Yeah. But, you, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, Because there's always going to be new people getting invested in your band, and there's always going to be people on the way out. It's like, yeah. I don't know. I guess it's a maturity process. Indeed. At the end of the day. Oh, for sure. That's yeah, totally yeah. what it's about. I mean, from my perspective of like course. having having seen it you know having um having <laughs> done interviews over the years and having kids you know come up to the artist in the middle of the interview and interrupt the interview Whoa. to go through that whole process about like you know you were you were cooler when i was the only person that knew about you type <laughs> yeah. type deal it, it really does though highlight the um the, the blessing and the challenge of being a musician in um, this online world or this like internet age. I mean, you guys know me. I'm super old. Right? <laughs> so, like, I like my. I was discovering websites on dial-up. You know, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and like, yeah. Do you guys even know what dial-up oh, is? Yeah, you I was know, playing right? Runescape yeah. on dial-up. Yeah. So <laughs> I was stealing dial-up to play freaking Halo Two online. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like first shows I ever went to were like on discovered on like dial-up dial-up internet. But that that stuff that we've been talking about was happening even then, and it's just intensified. That's kind of the the downside but then the upside of it i would think is um y- you you get people all across the world who discover your music of course yeah right of course totally and then and you get and then you get the like you know 
you wake up and your notifications and there's 15, you know, come to Brazil tweets or whatever, (laughs) you know, I'm sure you've, I'm sure you've had that. Right. But 75% of those tweets aren't even serious. They're just kids from (laughs) anywhere saying come to Brazil because that's just a joke now. (laughs) We get the messages from kids from like Sweden and stuff who are like genuinely like trying to like, like even people from like Spain trying to speak English as well as possible to be tell, tell them, tell us what they think. And like, you know, that, that always means a lot. Yeah. I mean, it means that, you know, you guys in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, there's some kid in Sweden, some kid in Brazil that like is totally into what you guys are about. Yeah, you know? no, it's cool. It's very true. One of the actually like I had this experience recently, one of the, the guitarists in Young Culture, he uh, he was he had never seen us before. But he was super into us. I met him for the first time. And I, I didn't realize at first that he that he liked Rarity. I was just chilling with him. He was, he was a cool dude. And then when he finally like opened up about it. He was just like, man, like you guys are so sick, blah 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 blah. And he's like from somewhere, and like he's from he's from Kentucky. <laughs> like, uh, I was just like, dude, how do they? He's like, I remember when the Anne Hathaway video dropped. You guys had this cool like black and white aesthetic, and I was just like, that is the coolest feeling. Somebody from so far away being into what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. For like, sure. I, I don't know. I'm. I, I think it's sick. And actually, related to the, your question before, I another thing I thought about was like I feel like we might not come across that problem as much as other bands do with you know the guys being like oh i like the old stuff because we we know most of the people who like our band on a first name basis like we yes we're really close with everybody and we try to like we you know we you try just, to keep ourselves especially. grounded you're like you're yeah. super super duper personable and stuff like that and like i don't know you're you're like really good with talking to people and stuff like that and like meeting new new people that come out to shows thanks man i appreciate that it's it's just like I don't know. Like, I worked in retail for like seven years, so that, right. that helps a lot. But I, I really genuinely appreciate every single person that comes to talk to me about our band, and I know you do too. I do I too. Know. I'm just really, really bad at talking. So. Sure, <laughs> well, that's okay. Everybody's yeah. good at something. Yeah, at something different. Yeah. yeah, no, that's definitely that's definitely true, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I'll I won't go on at length about, you know, being old, but. Um, you know, like take when, when, uh, when we met each other for the, for the first time, like I, I said to you, like, you know, most people would think this is super weird that this dude who's been around for as long as I have is still like at shows and, you know, yeah. and yet that, you know, everyone, I thought it was sick. I, yeah. was, I was like, that's the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, that kind of mentality sucks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Yeah. Because when I think about it, like when I was coming up, um and and going to shows like if some if someone at a show that i met was like yeah i've been in into this since 1981 <laughs> like i just would have been like who, who is this guy you know yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean but i guess it's a product of our scene uh like it kind of didn't exist yeah so i don't know who blank i don't i don't know yeah or whoever right so if we're talking pop punk pop probably, punk and yeah. and just Blank. and related hardcore and stuff i feel like there's no room for that kind of thing to be too cool here it's like everybody's there's no like we're not party bands you know we're very yeah. we're very like humble and everybody is friends with each other there's no everybody's welcome yeah it's definitely a hallmark i think of the uh canadian scene and, yeah, and specifically sure. specifically like southern ontario mm-hmm is uh that's very much a hallmark of of our scene which is uh is definitely a blessing 
So coming into this release, um, how how has Rarity grown or evolved or, or changed um, from your last release until now? I mean, indeed, there's been like Corbin has joined joined the band, you know, um, but what other what other things have have happened um, that have contributed to the the growth of Rarity? maybe a lot of like life lessons kind of thing i think we've all like grown a couple of years and like matured a couple of years some stuff has happened to you know each of us the same thing yeah stuff of you know some ups some downs sure. over the last couple of years and it's like i feel like maybe we handle we each handle life a little differently than we did like two two three years ago and maybe that shows in our writing a yeah bit more now like yeah m- lyrically and musically as right. well like we're a little more open to more ideas, I guess, musically than we were back and I couldn't be weaker when we were super closed off and kind of like, no, it has to be this way, it has to be this way. Uh, it's just like, I don't think we were nearly as like that. I think we kind of fed off each other a lot more nice. this time. Okay. Nice. And There's just, a lot more discussion and like people are much more open-minded and yeah, like I feel like we get along better than ever now. Nice. Just less immaturity all yeah. around. That's great. For sure. You know, we're not stupid kids anymore. We... We could, we, I feel like we're, I think the biggest thing is, is that we're more respectful of each other now. Uh, like I, I definitely bug Corbin and the guys a lot, like, <laughs> like teasing and stuff, but like we are much more aware of each other and, and, and kind, I think. Right. Yeah. And that makes a difference. Oh yeah. That's like little things like, difference. Yeah. my birthday was in the studio and the guys all took me out to my favorite taco restaurant and then we played Pictionary and they bought me an OVO shirt. Like right. we, we do like stuff like that for each other and it, it really does help. Yeah. And then when you're coming into writing in the studio environment, it makes you like trust each other, that kind of respect. Yeah. Yeah. Which ultimately is a positive for the record, isn't it? hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And so what are you looking forward to most with this forthcoming release? To get back on the road. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Same here, to yeah. get back on the road again. Yeah. Like we need to tour again. Right. Like this year has sucked being so boring being off the road and just like sitting around waiting to record this album just like you know we we have to get back on the road again yeah We're definitely road dogs yeah. yeah yeah all of us like i know of a lot of bands like i know members and bands who just can't deal with touring but all of us equally it's like our favorite thing <laughs> yes if i could spend like all year to like 300 out of 365 i would probably do it like right. i probably would yeah. honestly like i would there's yeah. something about being on the road it feels like feels like you're you're camping with your boys and it's just sure. you in the world yeah and like if if a problem arises it's like okay like we don't have any like we don't have our parents here we don't have anybody here like we have to we have to be adults and figure this out for ourselves yeah. right like when when you're at home and you sink all the money into the band you don't you don't see money at home and it's like you're like you're at home you don't see what's yours but like when you're on the road and you're in your van and you're playing your music and it's your tour your instruments it's it's yours and like it it feels like something is yours and then people come in to talk to you about it and you're like i'm doing something i'm making a difference it's like it's like this is what i work for yeah it's like it's it's not the same as getting a tweet like when you're actually talking to somebody in person sure like yeah that some of the parts in these songs too like i'm like I'll, I'll, they're just rough versions, but I'll, I listen to them all the time through the Dropbox folder, and like, um, I get so there's certain parts in some of the songs that I'm like, I cannot wait to see like how this part turns out live. Right, I can't wait to feel this the energy of this section of the song live. Yeah. 
So like, that that's a big part for me. We we don't think about this the music secondary, but we definitely put like writing music and tour at the same level. Right. Like yeah we, we don't take anything away from tours. well just as hyped as you guys are to get back on the road i know that uh, a lot of the listeners and um a, a lot of uh, a lot of people are looking forward to that too so uh we'll look for that uh, probably next year at this oh. point oh yeah i'm sure yeah good good we're all looking forward to that for sure and um and actually adam you you touched on this uh just right right here um how do you see the new material your new songs um transitioning in to your live set when you do get back on when you do get back on the road because that's that's been another thing you know that i've observed over over years is that there's always that delicate balance right because um i've seen i've seen bands that um put in a new record tour and all they play is like the new record, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then and then people are like, "What? Oh, like yeah, you know yeah. what I mean." Yeah. And I've seen the reverse too, where it's like, put it a new record, they'll play the single or the first two singles or something, and then it's all old stuff. And you're again, that's out of balance. So, so how how do you see the new material um, integrating into uh, your live set? I, I think it depends on, I think it's kind of like a regional thing, depending on where we're playing. Okay. Like, there's something I got from when our time with Silverstein, was that Shane always preaches that they will never retire a song. And I think that's really cool. Um, I don't want to be one of those bands that is like, oh, we'll never play this song ever again, right? Right. So, like, you know, if we're playing in Ontario, I could see us being more inclined to play a lot more of the old stuff, along with the new stuff. But I feel like going into this record, I, I, I think we all kind of have a good idea of what songs from the old record should be played and what from the new... Uh, and obviously, we got to feel out the new songs and feel, see what makes sense for that. But, like, I think there's a good, like, three or four songs from I Couldn't Be Weaker that we'll still be playing. Mm-hmm. Like they, And they, those songs, like, really make sense with the, with the sound that we're going into now. And, like, I, I feel like we've always been that band that is kind of, like, we've kind of like even from the ep into i couldn't be weaker we didn't really play like as soon as i couldn't be weaker came out it was like okay mostly i couldn't be weaker songs and like a couple from the ep right and i feel like i don't know if it'll be that to that extent where we like cut out based like we pretty much only played two songs as soon as i couldn't be weaker came out yeah from then on out but i don't think it'll be to that extent but it might be like you know 60 40 new songs old songs like I don't think it'll be one of those things where you... Because I've been in the same same position where I'm like, they played no old stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or they played only new stuff. Yeah. Like Everyone's been in that. It gets annoying. Mm-hmm. It's annoying when you have a favorite record and you don't hear it at all. Right. So I understand. Right, yeah. Like, like the the most recent Citizen Tour, like I think they did an amazing job play, mixing it up and they playing did. stuff from each record that yeah. they knew everybody wanted to hear. Like, I'm sure Youth isn't their favorite record anymore, but they're no, but still they did playing it so those well. songs. Yeah. yeah, and they it, it almost felt like they broke it up into yeah. certain areas where they were like, "Okay, this is like the Youth section of our set. This is the new the, the new section." Like, I, I I I feel like we'll do a good job at that too. Like, yeah. I don't want to be that band that just only plays one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice. Jimmy Eat World does a really good job of that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? oh yeah. Our producer loves Jimmy Eat World. Yeah. That's all he talks about. They, well, I mean, <laughs> you know, they have so much material to 
to draw on, right? Yeah, I was like, gonna say they have a lot of records, don't they? They've been around longer <laughs> yeah. than I've been around. So, but but there's always there's always a good uh, there's always a good mix. They're for me at least. They're kind of the the standard. But I I'm aware of it being something that uh, bands need to be be conscious of. So um, we're certainly looking forward to. Uh, I am looking forward to um, hearing the new material and hearing it hearing it live I think um, you have the one song that's kind of been creeping into sets mm-hmm. over the last little while um, and uh, and I think people have uh, responded to that positively seems like it, yeah. so that's that been your experience yeah. yeah yeah there's there's kids that like mouth the words back to me already and it's like wow there's like a lot there's like two live videos on YouTube maybe yes of it, if you dig like you have to <laughs> dig for it and it's like <laughs> You're dedicated. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully that's a hopefully that's a sign of uh, that's a sign of things to come. Yeah. Hopefully. And um, and just as we're getting close to uh, to wrap to wrapping up, um, I did realize that this being the uh, first episode of Spinning Thoughts that Angelo isn't isn't hosting, um, what we've got is uh. He's actually entrusted uh, three Canadians to make <laughs> that that episode, right? It's easy to trust Canadians. And uh, <laughs> and I know didn't didn't he do something with you guys or with when Loden and Evan when they were on the show last time? There was something about Canadian stereotypes. Oh yeah, or, right. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna do th- I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> but I did I did realize uh, we've got three Canadians here on spinning on spinning thoughts and so and we have an amazing scene yeah we do. in canada and especially in in southern ontario um and so uh it did strike me as an opportunity to rep our scene a little bit <laughs> and 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 just um un unapologetically drop um bands in our scene that you, that you think people should be name dropping be checking out I'll start. Do you guys want to go one by one? Passenger Entertainment. <laughs> uh, Heavy Hearts, for sure. Oh, Heavy Hearts, oh New boy. Damage Records. Uh, oh, Heavy Hearts was oh. my first review for Spinning Thoughts. Man, because there's so many bands, that, but I don't know if they're still... Oh, Riot Axe. Riot Axe is one. Go. Oh, the new Riot Axe EPs. Yeah. Go. Our yeah. drummer actually um, sessioned on the Riot Axe EP. He, did, he recorded all that. Anyway, another band. Go. Uh, Bearings. Goldfinch. Uh... Oh my god, I'm flanking. Uh, all right, I, I like I like heavier stuff. Perfect limbs out of my league. Um, speaker, speaker, yeah. Cold uh, shoulder, cold shoulder. Um, oh, profits thro- R.I.P. Can uh, <laughs> I throw a couple in? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, go. go. Cold front. Yes. yes, for sure. Who were on the show there? Yes, yes. A couple weeks ago, uh, the dudes in Romancer. Romancer, oh, crushers, sick. Dudes in Romance are out of Kitchener Waterloo. They've got a new record coming end of November, I think. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just put out a sick video. Yes, they did. Yeah, they did. It's really cool. Yeah. Which did you shoot that one? I did not. You did not I shoot did not. that one. I would I would be curious to see who did because he did a great job. Yeah. I looked at his stuff. It's really nice. He does yeah. a lot of rap stuff. He does rap stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I forget his name though. It's like iced visuals or something. Uh, something like that. But yeah, yeah. it was cool. It was did we say Goldfinch? Yes. We said did. Goldfinch. Did we say Pine? No, no, we did not. Ottawa. Yeah, Pine. Yes, yes, yes. Safe yes. to say. 
Safe to say as well, yes. Oh, like Pacific, come on. Of course. Like, like Pacific. Counterparts. Now we're just going to get bigger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Counterparts, yeah. Our buddy, um, our buddy's going to be dropping his project this week. It's called King of Scorn. Okay. It's going to be pretty cool. Look out for that. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Are they the, um, they're on the Heavy Hearts tour that just was announced. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and your new company, Adam, just announced that. Yes. Can we talk about that? Yeah, for sure. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So just recently, Passenger Entertainment has mm-hmm. become a reality. Do you want to talk a little bit about yeah, um, I've been doing it for a little bit now, for a long time, like, just throughout Rarity's career, uh, I don't want to call it a career, but the, from what Something we, like yeah, whatever you want to call it, I've, uh, I've handled a lot of the booking and, like, management stuff for the band, and, um, Corbin's old band Downstream was my first, like, my first project outside of that, and I, I've worked with a couple of my friends, like, my friend Koji, and who raps, and, like, you know, I've, I've, I've always been there to give a, give my advice and insight, for uh for my friends in music and i, I really I, I enjoy it a lot it's something it's one of the parts of being in a band that i like most like handling the logistics of things um so i i found that you know a lot of bands in ontario have gone signed tons of us have and i think it's it's kind of hurting the scene in a way because you're there's not a there's not a great platform for smaller bands to get on shows and to open the for the bigger bands and the and for somebody to be looking at them. So I, uh, I made a, fr- a friend, his name's Joe, he's from England. And, um, he, he works for a booking agency called AIM. They do a lot of country and folk music and he's more passionate about our world. Mm-hmm. So him and I, you know, we connected right away and thought like, this is something we could do together. So we, uh, you know, our first, our first try at it was with a band from Ontario called Parkside. And, uh, and a band from New York called Young Culture, and the the run went really well. And then we continued to book, and we went to the East Coast, and we did some U.S. dates, and we kept moving forward. And we were like, "Hey, they're like, we work really well together, and this is like, this is something cool that we're really passionate about." So, uh, with this Heavy Hearts tour that we just announced, we decided that we were going to turn it into something real. It was really scary for me to put it out there today, but it seemed like people responded well to it. Yeah, yeah, awesome. So it's on all the socials. Yep. Uh, Passenger Entertainment. Yes. Check it. All right. Uh, well, thank you guys both so much for uh, your time. And uh, is there anything else that uh, you'd uh, you'd like to add as we prepare for uh, this uh, upcoming uh, rarity release? Get your music video done by Logan. Oh my God. <laughs> he's, he's bored. Wow. <laughs> I don't uh, know. Stay tuned. LP two. <laughs> Yeah, no, we're we're excited. Yeah, yeah. Things are happening. It'll be a little while, but we'll be posting stuff as we go along, and you you won't be bored. You you won't get bored of us. We have a blog on our website, too, that we've been updating with, like, cool little things that you can't get anywhere else. Okay. That's something to check out as well. All right. RarityTheBand.com. RarityTheBand.com. So follow along in the studio as uh, Rarity records their, uh, their next record. Thank you guys so much. And uh, again, a, a word of thanks to Angelo for um, entrusting uh, three Canadians to make the first <laughs> Spinning Thoughts episode that uh, doesn't involve involve him. And uh, until next time, we'll uh, share music and spread love. I curse you, I need